Today, we're talking about five-day challenge funnels. Look, we're all looking for ways to increase traffic and convert that traffic into sales of our online courses. And this type of funnel has the potential to do both for you. Stay tuned. We're talking about it today. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome. I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. Today on the show, I'll be joined by Michael Tucker, who runs an agency helping course creators implement these five-day challenge funnels. In this conversation, he doesn't hold anything back and walks us through exactly why these types of funnels are so powerful for course creators and shows us exactly how they work and walks us through step-by-step, day-by-day, how to set them up. I've never used personally one of these challenge funnels before, but after talking with Michael, he definitely has me thinking about how I could integrate them into my business So listen in and let's see if you feel the same. Hey, Michael, welcome to the Online Course Show. Hey, how's it going? So excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining me here. Let's let's get right into it. Uh, For the audience, can you explain what it is that you, um, who who you help and what you help them do? Man, we help coaches, course creators, anybody that's really an industry expert or somebody that has expertise, really just ramp up their influence, their impact, and their income through virtual events. And I'm excited to dive into all that today. It, it sounds it sounds good. Uh, I think those types of people want to increase uh, their reach and influence and whatnot. So I hope we can get into some of the nitty gritty of, of what that might look like. So when you say you do that through virtual events, you know, walk me through what that looks like. Yeah. And I think I need to preface this. If you're cool with me prefacing this conversation just with like how I got into this, I think it's going to help because I was probably where many of you all were or are. Um, you know, I didn't know much about digital marketing and I was in the process of actually helping a friend set up his course business. We were aspiring course creators at one time. And I had a friend who reached out to me and said, Michael, I need your help. And so, we kind of locked arms. I didn't know much. He just needed a little extra help. And so we dove into this course creation field and we, we were just seeing ads online. You, you know what you're, you're seeing. You see all these YouTube ads, Google ads, Facebook ads, people telling you this is how you make money as a course creator. So we were just following what other people told us. And so we ended up testing out a few strategies, but what we fell in love with or virtual events. So over the past like four to five years, we've dialed in one strategy specifically that works really well for course creators, for coaches who want to, um, you know, pretty much just compress time, right? And that's what I'm all about is like, how can we get more done in less time? And that's why I love virtual events, because if you want to, like I mentioned, take your influence to another level, level but at the same time, take your trust and rapport with your potential audience to another level, virtual events are that way. So for us, what virtual events look like is uh, you can. Wait, hold, hold, Michael. Let's let's. I'm, I'm I I love backstories. So let's not let's not just gloss over the backstory before you get into the virtual event, events. 
let's get into that a little more. Your your buddy comes to you and says, hey, Michael, I need help. You said you didn't know much about it. Like, why why is he reaching out to for, to you for help at the time? I, I didn't want to go too deep in this, but I, I'll take you guys down story lane. And so you just stop me at any time if you're like, Michael, you're talking too much. I just love, I love telling stories. But pretty much what happened was I found myself, I graduated college. I would just gotten married and I was working as a part-time restaurant server. And I was trying to find anything I could grab at to make money. I just was like, I need money. I just got married, didn't have a job. So I was like, well, I had a job. It wasn't paying me anything really. So I said, I just need to find something. So my friend, David, he taught real estate. And so he his courses and his products were around how to buy rental properties. And so he came to me and he was like, Michael, you know what? You should maybe learn real estate. I'd love to coach you. And so I, I said, David, the problem is I don't have any money. I can't afford your course that you're that you're selling. And he said, hey, actually, I need some help with my business. I don't I don't have enough time in a day to respond to emails, to set up these funnels. He said, I don't know if you have any of that knowledge or expertise, but would you be willing to jump in and learn? Sure, why not? So he kind of, we bartered, he sent me his course He uh, and I just kind of worked for him and he coached me a little bit. So coaching the course and I worked for him for a little bit. And that's why that, how that ask, that ask came and we just went into it blindly. Like it wasn't anything. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. He didn't have a big list. And maybe some of you guys are like this as well. We, he didn't have a big list. He didn't have money for ads. And we didn't have a major social media following like others. And so we had to hit the ground running and just say, okay, how can we get creative as possible to get people into our course? And so it was a lot of grunt work. Was it a, was it a brand new course? Had he made some sales? What, what was the status of it when you joined the team? Yeah, whenever I came onto the team, he just launched it. And actually, I was coming on to help him like as a part-time employee, I guess you would say. We were bartering bartering there, but uh, I think I was part of his first beta launch. So it was like he only had four or five other people. And then I was kind of helping him with his back end of the business. And so it was very, very new business. Yeah. And and not very successful. Like he hadn't sold many copies of it at that point. He had not. He had not sold many copies, but he hadn't tried much marketing, right? And so I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we get stuck in the weeds of things. We think we need to have these massive funnels. Think you need think we need to have all these automations. And I think that's where he was, is he just got caught up in the weeds and so he never really marketed it much. But once I came in, we started getting we had more time, more manpower. So we went off and actually the first thing we tried was webinars and we ran a webinar. And if you don't know what that is, it's pretty much a one hour to 90 minute class where you teach and then you offer a product at the very end. And that's what everybody was telling us to do. And that's what we were seeing all the ads were telling us to do. So we ran our first webinar to his little to no audience that we had, I think, there was less than 100 people on his email list. I believe there was like only a few hundred people on Facebook. And we ran it and we had some people register. And I'll never forget, I was sitting at my kitchen table when we when we got done with that webinar. We made the offer and I kept hitting refresh in my ClickFunnels account. And if you are a digital marketer or a course creator, you probably know what ClickFunnels is. And I remember hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. And nothing was coming in. That was like the first time I had done a launch 
for our course creation business and nothing came in. So I kind of got a little discouraged. I just built this. I built a really pretty funnel. I thought it was pretty at the time. It probably wasn't pretty. All these automations. David, I put we all this effort into planning that webinar and then nothing. And so it's kind of discouraging, but somebody hit us up and this was very unexpected. You guys ever just get a message or a, a call from someone and you're like, that's, I've never expected that. Well, we had this mutual friend. It was more of an acquaintance. We didn't really know him that well, but he was lurking and watching in the background without us knowing. He just was watching our marketing, watching us do all this stuff online. We were posting, hey, join this webinar. Join. He's seen that. Well, he messaged us and asked, hey, how, how'd it go? We had to break the news to him that we made a big goose egg, nothing. And then we ended up saying, oh, well, why do you ask? He said, well, I think I had this model. I had this model that you guys may find success in. A model that could take people from cold leads to pretty warm, hot customers by the end of it. And of course, our interest was peaked. We were like, okay, what is it? And he sat down and broke this model, which we're going to go into deeper today. It was this five-day challenge model. And that, that conversation we had with that acquaintance, that mutual acquaintance, changed the trajectory of my life because indeed what he taught us and what he showed us in that conversation we had changed my life forever and ended up so far we've made over $35 million by selling courses, coaching packages all through what we're going to show you today. See, that's a good setup. That's a good setup, Michael. Very, very cool. I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with um, feeling like a failure um, hyping up these big launches and so on and, and, and not getting, seeing many results. That's certainly part of my story. When I started back in 2013 with my piano course, um, I used to be a user of click funnels, but back then it didn't even exist yet. Uh, so I remember the feeling of refreshing. It wasn't click funnels at the time, but I, you know, I finally launched and refreshed, refreshed and, and, and wasn't getting anything. And that's cause, um, well, it was a lot of reasons, but one was I didn't have a, a much of a funnel in place. Um, I don't know much about the the whole challenge model or um, I guess in, in the broader scope virtual uh, event. So I'm excited to dive into uh, that with you. Maybe you can even share what that could look like for my piano business. Because I'll be honest with you, the the main funnel we use that's that's worked well is the webinar funnel. Evergreen webinar funnel had the same webinar going for four or five years now. And um, that webinar is, is responsible for multiple seven figures. It does well, uh, but if there's a model that can work even better, I'm I'm all for uh, hearing about it. So, thanks for that setup, man. Uh, let's get into some of the nitty gritty of of you know maybe maybe how it worked for you at first and and how it's evolved and uh, how you recommend setting up uh, these types of funnels. Yeah, and I think I think you guys will find value if we continue the story because we left that webinar there, you know, feeling defeated. But this conversation we had with, um. Alex was his name. He he changed everything. And so what he did is he sat us down and he said, hey, this is a five-day virtual event I want you to run. It's called a challenge. I'm like, why in the world is it called a challenge? I had no clue what this dude was talking about. You got to remember, I was new to digital marketing in the first place. So I'm like, what in the world is this? He said, it's a called a challenge because the people who attend, you're challenging them, uh, you're challenging them to take action and move toward a certain goal with you. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That's why I call it a challenge because you're pushing people into action. I was like, got it. And so he said, this is what you're doing. I want you to write a five-day event 
It's one hour a day for five days straight and at the end, make your offer. And he gave us a little bit more, but we only spent 30 to 60 minutes with him. And so what do good, successful entrepreneurs do? They take action fast. And so that's what we did. We didn't have everything figured out. We did it messy, but we implemented our first five-day virtual event. And that's what we teach fast. We were just It was messy, like I said, but we did it in that first event. I remember when we, after we presented the offer, I was sitting at my kitchen table, the same situation as when I was doing the webinar, hitting refresh on ClickFunnels, refresh, refresh, and finally our first sales came through. Now, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you probably experienced this, but for those course creators on here that have been selling, just think back to that first sale you've ever got. Whether it was $200, $500, 1000 I don't know how much you would sell it for, but just remember that. You remember that feeling? I remember it. I was like, what in the world? Because we generated $30,000 that first event. Now, for me, that's what I made in a year. So we just made that in five days. Now, there was a little promo time and setting it all up. So a few weeks. We made five, or uh, I think we sold twenty-five to 30000 I'm going to say 30-ish because I think we had some payment plans on some of those. But it was like $30,000. I was like, wow, we just made selling courses in, in a week or two weeks what I made in a, a year. This is life-changing for me. And so I said, I'm going all in on this. And so we ran the play again. We ran the play again. Second time, we pivoted a little bit, tweaked some things. We ended up making around six figures, around $100,000. Third one, around $250,000. Fourth one, about somewhere $300,000, $400,000. And it kept going up and up and up. But the cool thing is, and I'm, I want to share with you guys, because I think you guys are going to find this valuable, is that we did all that, remember, still with no ads, small lists, small social media following. And so we ended up taking David's course business from 700, and, or I'm sorry, from zero to $750,000 in 10 months just through that one model. So I'm excited. I think we're going to, for, for your course, man, we're going to, we're going to put something in place. I think it's going to crush it. <laughs> Dude, I, I definitely remember my first sale. It was, it was a big deal. Now, um, that's pretty impressive that, you know, one, one day you're looking at it, like the first launch at zero. And then the next time, not only do you, you make a sale, you, you make $30,000 worth of sales. Cause, uh, you know, when I, when I first launched, um, I didn't get any sales that first day, but I did get one sale on day two. And that one sale meant everything for me to keep going. Um, even though it was like 97 bucks and, and it was the only one that day. And it was really the only one that entire first launch that I did, but I'll never forget that feeling of making that actual first sale. Um, but the one sale is not good enough, uh, to sustain us. And like you said, you made enough for, from one launch, uh, that you were making an entire year at, at, at your normal job. And then it only got bigger and better after that. So, um, do you want to kind of go into more detail of, of, of what it looked like for, for that business? Or do you want to, you want to talk about, um, other examples or, or even, um, what it could look like in my business? Let's do all of the above. Is that cool? okay? Yeah. <laughs> Let's, I, I just, I'm cool with just free flowing here. I think I would definitely want to help you because I think this could be crazy, especially if you're crushing it with webinars already. Um, this could be something you do in addition. Okay. So what I'm going to show you guys today is not something that you have to, it's not a, uh, an or, right? Because people say, is it webinars or challenges or VSL funnels or this or XYZ Facebook groups or 
it, this can be an and for you. Okay. It can be webinars and challenges. It could be webinars and X, Y, Z. So that's, I just want to preface that and put that in your mind. It's not, don't think you have to stop what you're currently doing. If it's working, obviously, if you're doing something that's working, keep it going. So, but for him, I want to lay it out specifically because for him, what we did is he was in the real estate niche. And so we sat down, we built out this event with one goal in mind is how can we get people closer to getting their first rental property? And so for you all right now, whatever industry you're in, whether you teach piano or whether you teach people how to start a dog grooming business, I don't know what your niche is, but whatever that is, you need to start with the end goal in mind and asking, what do my potential customers, the people that are going to be attending this event want? And so that's what we did for him. It was say they want financial freedom. They want to learn how to break into this fantasy world of real estate. And so we created content and we laid, we laid it out in five days with a game plan of how to get them there, how, like how to get them there faster, right? Obviously, I'm, you're not going to probably be able to teach somebody in five days how to play a piano like at a professional level. It takes 21, man. It takes a long time. It takes 21 days. 21 days, right. But in five days, you can get them to know a few chords. You can mm -hmm. get them to learn uh, you know, the hand placement, right? And so we first start out, and what we did, we first started out with the goal in mind and then reverse engineer and say, okay, what are the steps they need to get to that goal? And how can I implement those into my five-day event? So for him, part of the steps were, okay, to get your first rental, you need to get funding. You need to get a, uh, build a team. You need to be looking at houses, making offers. He laid all this out. And so we said, okay, we can't teach them everything. We can't help them achieve everything this week. But what is it most important in that process that we need to show them and teach them? And so what we do is we call this looking at, at it from a 30,000 foot view, right? And I often tell people, you kind of look at it like a map, right? Imagine your customer, your potential client, they have a dream destination, whether it's they want to lose weight. If you're in the fitness, they want to learn how to play the piano and you have to, okay, I'll say the end destination is here. They want this result, but what's the roadmap to get there? It'd be like us traveling from California to New York without a roadmap. We have to create that roadmap or we'll end up at the wrong destination. And so we sat down, David and I, we said, okay, real estate, what's, what's the roadmap to get them there? We figured that out and we said, okay. Let's put that into our event. And so for him, all real estate, but just know this can be done for multiple different industries. We've helped people in, um, I'm trying to think people who were health coaches. So we've helped people like in nutrition space. We've helped people that were in life insurance. We've helped people that had courses around many, many different industries. So one uh, thing I'm curious about at this point is you know, we're talking a lot of the same language. Like when I'm, when I'm working with people and let's say they're putting together a course, one of the first things we have to define is what is the dream outcome that your potential customer is trying to achieve? Because people are going to pay for outcomes and transformations way more than they're going to pay for simply information. And so we define that. We, we say, where, where do they want to go? And you're, you're talking about that. And so, um, and by the way, how did you know that I have somebody that teaches dog grooming in my coaching program? Um, yeah, that's pretty good. So like for that, like if we're teaching somebody to, to start a, um, if we have a course on 
um, starting a dog grooming business. Like that is the, that is the dream outcome. Like we're, you're making five to 10 K a month from a dog grooming business. And that's my promise to you. If you buy my course and go through my course or coaching program or membership or whatever, you're going to achieve that outcome and you're going to pay me and, and, and all that. Right. So with these challenges and virtual events, we've got to have some like partial dream outcome that we're promising, like somewhere along the way. Like how do you how do you create that mini dream outcome for these challenges? You know, that's a great question. And I don't think you have to go away from selling that dream, right? That dream that you're you know, and I I get it. Like I, this is really cool because it, I think we're on the same wavelength and brain uh wave here of how we think about marketing and this this industry. But don't think you have to go out there and say anything different because we do give them as much information as possible to get there. And so in the marketing, like we say in five days, we're going to show you how you can get closer to owning your first real estate investment property in 2024, right? We're going to give them, we're going to give out tons of information because this is five days. You got to think it's not just an hour, right? The content you're going to teach is very in-depth. So you're probably going to teach how to f- start your dog grooming business LLC. You're probably going to teach on all, all these things. And so it may feel like, and this is some people, they ask me, Michael, I'm afraid I'm going to give too much. You're going to give out a lot, but that's what people find valuable. And they're going to come and say, wow, if I learn this much in a five-day virtual event, imagine if I take this course or this coaching program and spend more time with Michael or Jill or whoever that is. So whenever it comes to creating those mini goals I, or the mini visions, I, don't, I, I can't remember the term you use, but I would just say, just stick with what you already have. I, I don't deviate from, from anything and I don't necessarily take away anything because it's your message. It's what you're helping people with. It's your mission. So it's just another vehicle to get them closer to that. Okay. So real quick, are you, are you charging people? Do you, do they have to buy a ticket to these events? Mm, you just opened a can of worms, man. So I think it depends okay. on where you want to, which direction you're currently in with your marketing. So people ask me all the time, Michael, are these free or paid events? And so if you're just starting out, if you're an aspiring course creator, or you just launched a course and you don't have a big list, you don't have a big social media following like David, start out free. Because it's a sales process, right? You, you want to get as many leads as possible for your business. And so I recommend if you're just starting out, go free. Now, depending on your niche and the amount of pool you have, how big of a list, how much money you're spending in marketing, then I would consider doing a paid challenge. The difference is you're going to have a lot more committed people. You're going to have a lot more people who take it serious if they pay $49 or $97. Some of our events that are paid, we have tickets starting at 97 and go all the way up to 497. Those are mainly for our biz op programs, you know, those that offer a business opportunity, those do really well and we could charge more for those. Um but I think it just depends. So most people you're probably going to do a free free challenge. I would do a free with a, an upsell of some sort, right? Whether it's uh, an upsell to a VIP ticket where they get a little bit of Q&A with you, maybe where they get the recordings a little longer than general admission. Um, that's where most people are going to start is there at that free though. 
the reason I thought of that question is because in my head, I'm trying to think like, why did what you're, what you're saying work so much better than the webinar? Because, you know, you say that this type of funnel, it really builds trust and rapport. It gets people to, um, you know, maybe learn a little from you, but they want to learn more from you. I mean, that's, that's the goal of a webinar as well. So I was like, maybe, yeah. maybe he's charging some kind of way. Like, wh- why is it that, why does it work so much better? Nobody ever has ever asked me. That. I think there was a few things. One, the webinar, we definitely didn't know what the heck we were doing. Okay. Yeah. You got to remember that there. very first launch. So we learned at least a little bit that second launch. Am I saying webinars? Obviously it's working for you. We still sell with webinars today. So again, it's an and not an or. But for us at the beginning, uh, I think it was more just inexperience and not that webinars wouldn't have um, kept working. If we kept trying it, we probably would eventually got them to work. But what worked really well for us was just being able to spend more time with people. And David is a very relational person. And so for him to be able to sit down for five days with people and really get to know them and really build trust and build rapport, I think that was a big, big key factor. And we were new to selling online, selling online on a screen, on a camera like this can be a little scary. So for him to be able to settle in and just sit back, get to know people, make them feel like family. I think that had a big factor in it too. But the the reason we scaled wasn't just because of those, those reasons. The reason we scaled is actually because we leveraged strategic partnerships, which I want to get into here in just a bit. And we don't have to go into that too deep, but um, that just taking a proven process and running it to more people is what we eventually did. And we ran it to other people's audiences and crushed it. But so I don't think long story short, the webinars would have worked. We kept working on it. I think just at the time for where we were at, the challenges made more sense. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. So um, the next the next logical question for me is with the. Um, amount of success like the $30,000 launch had, surely his list wasn't still like less than 100 people. Or maybe that's where these strategic partnerships started coming in. Like what was the key? Um, you know, it's one thing to have a great funnel, but if you're not driving any traffic to it, you don't have anybody to go through it. It doesn't matter, right? So it sounds like you've got some kind of model here that's the funnel as well as there's some traffic pieces to it as well. Yeah. yeah and that was, I mean, we gained a little bit to our list from that first five day challenge. Um, but yeah, when, when it really got serious was when we started doing these strategic partnerships. So, um, to give you a little perspective on this, you just need to ask yourself, what resources do I have and what resources do I not have for David? He did not have list. That was the resource he lacked. We had the knowledge of real estate, he he eventually started getting really good at presenting after doing those first few launches. So we were like, hey, we feel like we can, like our, our conversion ratios were good. The offer, people are loving the offer because by this time, you know, it's been a few months, people are in the program, they're loving it. People are starting to make offers on home. They're starting to find results. So we're like, hey, what we lack right now is just an audience, which is maybe in the same position that some of you all are in. So we said, okay, who has an audience that, would love our products, would love what we teach, and how can we partner with them? And so David had been building this relationship with a wealth coach. So he teaches real estate. The perfect partner for David would be people that teach budgeting, that teach finances, right? Because these people that teach budgeting, what happens when you get your money in order? You need to go invest that money, right? And so for him, he said, oh, I've been building this relationship with this wealth coach. 
this guy who teaches how to budget, invest. He said, I'm going to ask him if he'd be willing to let us come in and teach his audience. And we'll make an offer and split it 50-50. Super simple model. We go in, teach the same exact presentation that we had all these other times to a new audience, make the offer, and we just split it 50-50. We did it. And that was that first $100,000 five-day event we did was just simply by plugging this into somebody else's ecosystem. Now, we did that. I think we've done that three times so far. All of the times have been amazing. So you just need to sit back and say, okay, who has an audience that would complement mine? And how can I make it a win, win, win? A win for me, a win for the person on the other end, which is the partner, and then a win for their audience, which is most important. People don't want partners coming in. They don't want people coming in that are just going to come spam them and not provide value. But if they know we're coming with the right heart, if they know we're we're coming to really teach and really take care of their audience, it's only going to make the partner look good in the end that we're doing this event with. They're going to be like, wow, wow, so-and-so. For this example, I'm just going to use a a fake name, but David, we partnered with this guy named Bob, right? Wow, Bob, thank you so much for bringing David in to teach. That was an awesome class. Some of them are going to purchase the product. Some of them are not. But either way, it made the partner look good because we came in and served massive value. So that's how we grew. And man, that's when David's list blew up. Like after that first event, yeah, we still didn't have but just a few hundred people on our list. But then thousands and thousands of leads were able to come in once we start leveraging this. Actually, as we speak on this podcast recording right now, David is doing exactly what I told you he did a few years back. He's doing it to another audience right now. I actually just finished his funnel and helped him prep for it. And he's presenting his offer right now. (laughs) Now, do you have to do... Yeah, let us know how it goes. Hopefully it's successful. Is um, Do you have to leverage these strategic partnerships for what we're talking about? You don't have to. No. I mean, you, you can run these to your own audiences. But eventually, let me say this. It's kind of like running a webinar to your list, the same webinar to your list over and over and over again. Eventually, your list is going to get exhausted, right? They're probably not going to, they're probably going to tune you out. So we just use this strategy of strategic partnerships to reach more people faster. Um, but we do run like, so for example, we have a client, we run about once a quarter, a five-day challenge. He's doing a lot of marketing. His viral organic content is pulling in new leads all the time. So we have more eyeballs that we can hit every quarter with event like this. So about once a quarter, we do one big event. All right. So selfishly, I want to ask you what this could look like for my business. So to be honest with you, this is, uh, so my operations guy that that works uh, with me has been trying to get me to do like a five-day challenge funnel. And one of my big objections to that is, I don't really know how to do it, you know, and I've got a funnel that's working. But um, let, let me tee this up for you a little bit because my brand is piano in 21 days. I teach people some, I teach people to learn songs on the piano in as little as 21 days. If you go to my website, I have the same lead magnet I've had for the past 10 years. It's called learn 36 popular songs in five days. It's a workbook. It's a PDF they download. And it basically the first five days of my course, but in written and image form. 
So it seems like a pretty good candidate to take a lot of that content and turn it into some kind of five-day challenge with a mini outcome, right? Learn 36 popular songs in just five days. So given that information, how do we get started? (laughs) The golden question, where do we start? Yeah, so I always tell my clients, um, and this is going to get really tactical. So do you want tactical or do you want want me to say high level? I'll stop you if it gets too tactical, but I like I like getting in the weeds. Okay, cool. So people, when they come and they ask that same question, what I do is I say, okay, let's start with the end in mind. And whenever I talk about the end in mind, I'm talking about the very end. I'm talking about like, when are we actually going to perform this thing? When are we actually going to run it? And so for our events, if it's a free event, we normally have about a two to three week marketing period. Okay, about two weeks. It's a free event. As you're aware, you run webinars. People tend to forget about events and stuff. So, but if you're going to run ads, you need some time to get ads up, need time to promote it to your list, your YouTube, your social media. So I would go ahead and pick a date out if it was me that was gave you enough time to market for two or three weeks, about two weeks, and then enough time for you to build out the actual, the real funnel, the assets themselves. So for you, your team, that may only take two weeks to build out the assets. It may only be two weeks to market it and then you run the event. So I would maybe say four to five weeks from now or whenever you want, just set that date. That's what we do. Set the date. And then from there, we go back and say, okay, we have the date. When are we going to actually launch promotion to this? Well, I already told you two weeks before, so that's pretty easy. Two weeks before, we'll go ahead and start promoting this. But what about the actual five-day content? So it sounds like you have a really good runway because you already have this book just taking part of your course. So I would go ahead and I would lay that out And I would lay that out over five days and ask yourself, okay, what's the content? Get really detailed on um, how that's laid out. But here's the deal. I want to break down the content for you. It's not just five days of teaching because so many people and and your industry is a little different because you're not necessarily in the money making industry. You're like, here's a hobby, pick up this new hobby. So yours is going to be a little bit different. But I think for all events, it's not about how how much value can I give them? Because Sometimes more is not better, right? And you know that, but a lot of times we think, oh, for this offer, I'm going to give them as much as possible. Sometimes that can be overwhelming for people. That's not great. So for this five-day event, just know that whenever you're presenting, it's not about more. It's about being strategic of what kind of content you put in there. So I'm going to give you a very high-level overview of how we sell and how we structure these five days. And so this will allow you to see what that content needs to be. Day one is your uh, origin story. And we talk, we help overcome those misconceptions that people often have. Oh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe I'm not too talented or I'm not talented enough for it to learn piano. All these misconceptions that people come into your industry. Um, I'm just making this one up for real estate because I know this one really well. You know, it was, hey, I don't have the money to invest, right? Or, hey, I don't, I've never started a business before. I don't know how to do that. So all these things, people come in and and we clear those out on day one. It's more on mindset and your story on day one and really helping them see the vision for the rest of the week. So you're you're like, man, Michael, I had to, I have to figure out five days of content. Well, no, because day one, we go more, like I said, the origin story and on their goals and helping them overcome all that messed up thinking that they come into the event with. Day two is when we get really into the content. Day two is when we get really into the content. 
we go in and start actually giving them actionable steps. Start teaching them the piano. Start giving them some homework. Every day you want to give them some kind of homework. Every day you want to give them some kind of homework. So day two, give them some content, some action steps. Day three, we're going to do the same. Give them some content, some action steps. By this time, day three, they're, they're finding momentum. They're like, wow, I'm, fi- I'm, I'm actually, I feel like I'm getting the hang of this piano thing. I'm learning the new, I'm learning the, uh, the notes. I'm learning the chords. I can finally play Mary Had a Little Lamb, right? <laughs> so it's like, they're getting all this stuff. I'm just making that up. Just, I thought you'd laugh. Maybe you won't laugh at that, but. Um, no, in my marketing, I'm always like, I'm, you're not going to learn Mary Had a Little Lamb with me. <laughs> no, my wife plays the piano really good. So um, I always just go and sit next to her and just hit the keys one by one. But anyway, so day three, they should be pumped up and excited. And usually by this day, they're like, wow, I, here's my credit card. I need to figure out you know, how to keep learning more and more and more. Day four is when we actually provide the offer. Okay. So you're going to teach a little bit, but really this is the offer day. And when you start um, going down that course sales or the coaching sales, whatever that offer may be. So day four, day five is both of those days we present the offers. We're still providing value to them. We're still providing content on those days, but just note that we're, we're not doing an hour full of teaching. We're probably spending 30 minutes of teaching and then pre-framing for the offer um, at the end of the session. Same thing with day four, teaching a little bit, recap for the week. Hey, so far, this is what you've learned. We learned this chords. We've learned the hand placement here. We've learned how to do X, Y, Z, recap all that, and then, you know, go into the offer at the very end. So um, you can see, really, you have day two, day three to teach, day four and day five, half days. So you're spending a lot of time with them, but the content, don't feel like you're going to be, oh, I got five hours to teach. No, you actually probably end up teaching actual content only three hours, two and a half, three hours, right? And so, but this model works very well for us. We've done this hundreds of times, literally almost every week we run these and follow that same exact process. So I know that was very in-depth, but that's where I would start, set the date, set the promo date, and then start planning out that content so that you can be really methodical in how you lead those people to their dream destination. So several follow-up questions. Um, let me just make sure I understood the five days correctly. Day one, origin story. Day two, content, um, action items, homework. Day three, same. Day four, you present the offer for the first time, also potentially um, give value. And then day five is very similar to day, day four. Present the offer again. Uh, my main offer is um, is $800. Okay. So... What we do differently, because there's some people on here, you have courses and coaching programs. What we do is if you're going to be selling coaching programs and not just courses, and a lot of times these coaching programs, they can range up to 3,000, 5,000, 10,000. What I'm, what I'm showing with you guys works all the way up to $100,000. We've sold programs at 75,000, 50,000, and it worked. Like we're getting ready to present an offer tonight for $15,000. And I know we're going to sell probably 10, 20 of those. So what I'm saying is for this, is what we do for some people, and I don't want this to be for you all because you don't need it. But for some people that have higher ticket products, what we do on day three is we release a free application. Okay. This free application on day three 
lets us know who's serious and who's interested in working with you. It's a short form, okay? It's a midweek, day three ends. We we just tell them, hey, some of you all have been asking us how we can work, uh, you know, work together after this event. We're gonna, we may work with a few people. If you're interested, fill out this free application. And this provides our sales team, if you have a sales team, with leads, lets them know who's interested, but also kind of gives us a gauge for, okay, like, are we doing good? Like, is this event, like people willing to invest in themselves at the end, at the end of going through this? And so for our higher ticket events, we'll throw out an application. So last night, uh, event we were running was day three. We dropped it. We had like 40 people who applied. Those people who applied with the high ticket are who we present the offer to first. So for high ticket, everybody who applies, those are the only ones that hear the offer on day four. We pull them into a separate Zoom room after this, the main session's done. So day four, you would you would teach. And this is a little different because like I said, high ticket from what I, I assumed yours was a under a thousand, somewhere like that. So you wouldn't have to do this. But we we pull them and we just pitch them in a separate room. Why? Because it gives the people who did not apply another day for us to build trust with them. Gives us another day to figure out if they want to actually be go the next step with us. They didn't apply for a reason. One, they didn't apply because maybe they weren't there. Two, maybe they're just like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the information. Trying to see if I like Michael enough to want to work with him. So that we pitched the offer to only those that um, are interested. And if you know anything about sales, one of the best things to do is ask for their permission to sell, sell first, right? Get them to say, yes, I want to be sold to. And so that's what the application does because we frame it as, hey, if you want to learn more about coaching and you're interested and you're okay with us presenting this opportunity to you, fill out the application. So they're telling us, yes, I want you to sell to me versus other people that are like, eh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. But anyway, <laughs> I told you I can get really deep with this. For you guys, you don't have to do that. I would just sell that product on day four, day five. But if you have high ticket, I would want you to do that day three application, pitch to only applicants on day four, and then day five, pitch to everybody. Oh, that's good. I mean, I'm sure, sure plenty of people listening to this have higher ticket programs. Um, what happens after day five? Are, are there more? Are there more days to it to the funnel? Are there more days they can uh, take advantage of the offer, or is it kind of over after day five? Yeah. So what we normally do is we normally advertise a closed cart a few days after. So we'll do, you know, Friday night or Friday the event ends because we do Monday through Friday as our framework just makes more sense versus doing a Tuesday through uh, Saturday or something like that. But we do Monday through Friday, and so Friday night. What we'll often do is that's when like the fast actions, fast action bonuses end. So it's like, hey, you have to get in by Friday night to get these fast action bonuses. But the offer is going to shut down Sunday night at midnight. So they still have over the weekend to get their funds together, think about it, ask their wives, ask their husband, you know. Um, but normally we do that. We sometimes we do extend it the following week um, and let it roll a little longer. But normally we advertise closed card that Sunday night after. Cool. So Monday through Friday is the five days. Uh, that's helpful. Does it always, is it always like presented live or is there a, a case where you could like have pre-recorded material that you're just dripping out each day? 
you could do that. I recommend for your first one, just because you want to get the the feel for it. I always recommend doing the first one live. And what a lot of our clients are doing is they'll record, they're recording these live and then, but they're recording them in a way it's where they can evergreen them later, like you're doing with the webinar. And so what we're doing is for some of our clients, we're taking these five day challenges, running them in a way where anybody outside the public would not know in the future that these things are recorded. And then we're putting them in softwares. There's actually challenge softwares out there you can use, or you can make your own, like, you know, Jerry rig something up together, but we're putting these into a software like webinar fuel and running these, um, or challenge fuel, it's called, it's like the partner next to webinar fuel. But, uh, and then we're just putting these in there and those recordings and running ads to them or putting the link in your YouTube description or Instagram, uh, bio and just sending people to that. And we're just advertising, Hey, this starts every Monday or like once a month, you can run it that way. But so I, for you, I'd probably just do one live just so you get the feel of it. Yeah, that, that was going to be one of my big questions is if you could set this up on an evergreen basis, because I'm big on um, evergreen funnels. So it sounds like you can, when you do it in an evergreen fashion, is there any sort of social component? Like, do you have commenting turned on under the, under the video or anything like that? Yeah. So I think it depends on which route you go, right? So for the, so for the live events we do, we put all the registrants into a Facebook group. And so like they live in that community, they engage, they're sharing wins. Most of the time we host these in Zoom. So people are commenting live, but whenever you go to transition that over to Evergreen, it's a little bit harder, right? Because you don't want people knowing that it's necessarily recorded and they won't show up as much. So what we do is usually our first Evergreen, if we're using a software like Challenge Fuel that I'm mentioning, you can actually either A, upload comments. So you could have a virtual assistant or somebody on your team go and upload all the, the chat from your Zooms or anything like that. Um, or you can just let that first one with those softwares. What you can do is just let the don't upload the past chat log from Zoom. And you can pretty much just uh, let I'm trying to figure out an easy way to say this. You can let the first round of Evergreen, those that are attending that Evergreen, that for that first time, let their comments live on and live on, live on. So you just keep the chat open and people are thinking after that first one, wow, people are commenting, people are really engaged when there may only be 20 people watching. I'm just throwing out there. But each time there's an Evergreen that runs, it adds more and more comments, kind of like with your, I'm sure your webinar software you use does, does the same thing, right? just keeps adding the chat. Does it not? I used to use, I used to use ever webinar, but, um, uh, to be honest with you, it felt a little disingenuous and I switched to, uh, well, actually I use, um, what I call, um, an SOD, uh, webinar framework, which stands for simple on demand. And it's a video on a page. And then the, uh, offer button comes in it, no, no, no. It's it's framed as a uh, workshop, and it, it's it's not live. And I think in the recording, I even say that it's not live. Um, but the the key with that type of webinar is the button doesn't come in until the correct timestamp of the video, so that it's still framed as, "Hey, you're here to learn. I'm going to present value," and and so they're not scared off by the buy now button. They don't they don't see the buy now button until they're primed to potentially buy. Makes sense. Yeah. So for, for these like 
like webinar jam and some of these way it does is just after every webinar it just stores that chat log and just every evergreen it just keeps adding and adding and adding so you can you can choose how often or like when it stops adding but so i don't turn off the comments for evergreen i would leave those on next question is how do you prevent it from feeling like some sort of bait and switch when you get to the selling point, especially since you're not selling at the end, you start the selling on day three or day four. By this time, it's not like a webinar where they're only spending an hour with you. They, by the time you make the offer, they've done spent one, two, three and a half hours, four hours with you, but really four days, three to four days, right? So because they're in the Facebook group, they're engaging, they're showing up to the sessions. They're asking to be sold to like this event we're running this week on day two, people were asking how they can learn more because people know, listen, we live in a digital age most of the times, not all, but a lot of people know this is used to sell me something, right? Like a lot of people know, okay, I'm not attending this live training without being sold to. So for us, that's not an issue because people show up three to four days in. They're like, wow, this is crazy. I just learned more. Than I've learned in two years on this topic in five days. And so I, that's not something we worry about, though. Um, I've never had to worry about that in this model, and I've ran 100 plus of them. If you're providing good value and your, your content strategic, you won't worry about that, I would say. Let's talk about tools. You've mentioned a few already. Let's say that I'm let's say that I was going um, with the live model. Uh, I think what you suggested was get people in a Facebook group and then just use Zoom. I mean, is that kind of the extent of the tools I would need for the live model? Yeah, I think you can go as simple or as complex you want, right? As simple or as complex you want, you could do, um, for us, we just run all the sessions in Zoom for our VIP. Okay, so we do, for our free events, we do GA, which is free, and then VIP, which is normally an upsell of some sort. The VIP, we let them in Zoom. The general admission, we let them watch in a Facebook group via Facebook live stream. So we'll put all the VIP in Zoom and then we stream to the Facebook group because Zoom has that feature and that's the extent. Now you can just stop there. But of course, if you have funnels, automations, of course, you can dive into that realm. Um, but as far as like the streaming side of it, Zoom works well. Um, Facebook live works well. If you don't even have the Zoom, I've had people just literally go Facebook live for five days straight. Is that what I prefer? No, probably not. But I, I like having the model where we're throwing them into the Zoom and just streaming to the Facebook group. And people have asked, well, have you tried in other platforms? Have you tried um, instead of using a Facebook group, using a Discord server or uh, Mighty Networks? I'm just like, I'm not like this works really well for us because 95% of people have a Facebook profile already. So we're just keeping them where they're already at. And it's no hard work for them. They don't have to go learn a new platform or go download a new app. So I'd say just start out. If you want to go super simple, go create a Facebook group, set up a Zoom account. It's free. That's all you need. But as you get, you know, going further, you know, there are other apps and softwares you can upgrade to. We'll need something for the promotional side, opt-ins and so on, funnel builders. Um, would ClickFunnels be your recommendation there? Yeah, for people that are just starting out, I love ClickFunnels. Russell Brunson's awesome. He's taught me so much. But go high level, man. I, <laughs> are you familiar with go high level? 
Yeah, I've got a couple of people in my coaching program using it. I haven't used it myself. Um, I've heard I've heard mostly good things. I've heard some bad things as well. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to let me get something real quick. So I think I'm going to go off screen just for a second. And it's a book I've been reading. And I want to show you something that my my reasoning behind it. All right. So I know this go high level. And this is going to be a, a weird take on this, but go high level. I, I just love it because you can have everything all in one place. And so this book, and this is, I just been reading this. So it came to my mind. Have you read this book? 10 X is easier than two X. My operations guy just finished it and has been telling me all about it. And we've been talking about it in the coaching program. Yeah. And I'm very, I love Benjamin Hardy. Yeah. Amazing, amazing book. But this is one of the reasons why that book just made me realize I need to find ways to think 10 X, right? And Grant Cardone come up with a 10 X, but the premise of this book is, is exactly what the the title says. It's easier to 10X than 2X. And so many of us are thinking short term. So many of us are thinking, oh, how can I, I'm just making this, how can I make instead of $100,000 this year, 200,000. But if you set a million dollar goals and you set, uh, I'm trying to say, figure out how to tie this too, because in my head, it sounded good, but just give me a, so if you set a million dollar goals, it makes, it takes you to a whole nother level of thinking of how to hit that. The thinking you need to have for a million dollar goal versus a $200,000 goal is way different, right? And so for me, one of the things was, is I need to automate the processes as much as possible whenever it comes to challenges. And this is how I wanted to tie this in. I love ClickFunnels. I still use ClickFunnels to this day, but ClickFunnels is still lacking in some of the things I need to automate this process 100%. And so for you, I can already tell you, you're a guy, I, I could be reading you wrong, but you're a guy who loves automations. You love, you probably like getting something set up once and just letting it go. Am I right on that? Yeah, you couldn't be, you couldn't be more right on that. Yes. Okay. That's why I love go high level. So we can set up one webinar funnel. Like for example, I have a client right now. He's been running the same webinar for like weeks and months. I set up the automations once. I set up everything once and I don't have to ever touch it again. All I have to do is every week is have my funnel builder go in and change the dates in the funnel because it's a live webinar. So we're like, go in there, change the dates. Everything else, it literally takes for like five minutes, three to five minutes to go in there and change everything. It's all automated. So that's, I love go high level because the emails are all in one place. The text messages are all in one place. Um, you can do ringless voicemail from there. So that would be me if I was just starting out from scratch building this these events, I would start out with something like that. If you have a list of 100,000, 300,000, 500,000 people, the email can get a little bit iffy with go high level. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to back off from that. You have to warm up their email account a lot. So I get there's some reservations there, but I'm telling you, bro, like it's, it's been amazing. So I think you just need to have some software where you can take people through a funnel efficiently and effectively. Um, There's many out there. So just choose one that works for you. And I would say this part of that 10X better than 2X is instead of asking, okay, what software can I get that's going to be easy for me to operate? Just go skip that. And if you have the the resources, who can I hire to do this for me, right? How can I go out there, somebody that can go build this challenge funnel for me so I don't have to figure it out? And I'm not, I'm not plugging us or anything, but I'm just saying somebody who already knows how to build out this webinar funnel, somebody who already knows how to just let them do it. It's going to save you tons of times, tons more time, tons more resources for your team. And, uh, so those are my recommendations. 
dive into it, take what you want. <laughs> that's a, that's another Benjamin Hardy book, Who Not How. Yeah, you read that one? Yes. That is actually in my audio audiobook files. So I got to listen to that. Yeah. So like I said, I haven't, I was really curious how you're going to tie that book into go high level, but that does make sense. I do lean more and more toward like the all in one nature, uh, these days. Um, even when I was using click funnels, I absolutely was doing emails and automations elsewhere. Cause that's not what it's good at. I was doing that in active campaign. And now I've moved from click funnels to Kajabi because Kajabi does significantly more than click funnels does. Um, but it is very limited with uh, email automation. So I've kept everything there in uh, active campaign. So I do have everything pretty well automated, but it's kind of in, in two places because of that. Um, but I'm with you on, on trying to get things all in one. But I've got, I've, I've heard people like switch from Kajabi to high, go high level and be happy with it. And then I've, I've heard the other way around too, where they're like getting frustrated with go high level and they go to Kajabi and they love it. Yeah. And the, the issue there is there's so much you can do with go high level. It's like, the saying, and I, I'll probably butcher this as well, but it's like when you're, I don't know what the saying is, but I'm, I'm just going to skip that. But talking <laughs> about when you're good, I, I was going to say it, but I can't, I can never say stuff clear. I'm sure it was a great saying, Michael. I'm sure it was awesome. No, it was. So it's the difference between being good at something and great at something. And what I learned is go high level. They're good at a lot of things. Click funnels is great at funnels. Yeah. They're amazing at funnels. That's it. Go high level is good at a bunch of other things. I want to say they're great at this one thing, right? So they're they're the master of none. I want to say that because they're getting better. I love go high level. I use them all the time. If you're listening to this, I'm not saying anything bad. But you could tell they they're they have email, the SMS, the um ringless voicemails. They even have where you can sign documents, <clears throat> where you can sign documents now inside of their software. So it's like they're taking everything with that. You have to have a lot of manpower and resources. So there are some things that are a little buggy here and there, but up to this point, I'm happy. So, but just a, that's just a general reminder for everybody is like, what are you going to choose to go all in on and become a master at? Right. So they can say, okay, this person is known for X, Y, Z. For me, they know me as the challenge guy. Like if you ask some of my friends, but oh yeah, Michael, he runs the challenges. He runs virtual events. So what do you want to be known for? What do you want to master? Um, and I think that's so many people jump into this industry and they hear on social media, oh, I need to have multiple streams of revenue. Yeah, that sounds good, right? It sounds good as a business owner to want to have those things, but it starts with one. You have to master one. So kind of like the book, The One Thing. Have you read that book? Yes. Yeah. So very similar there. Absolutely. It's a go-to. So Michael, um, we're going to start to wrap this up here. Thanks so much for all the, uh, all the insights and tactics and, um, teaching us about these, these challenges and uh, virtual events. This is, this is what you do, right? You do, I understand that correctly. You, you run an agency where you help people to, I guess you, you create these challenge funnels for them, right? And run them for them. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what we do full time. We have a staff that we just run virtual events in these specifically these five-day challenges for people. So um, the industry is always changing, but we do our best to keep up with everything. And um, we do other funnels as well. We do build out some webinar funnels and things of that nature, but that's what we really focus on is those challenges. Cool. So if, if somebody wants to learn more from you, um, possibly work with you, where's the best place for them to go? You know, at this point, we, we take a very select group of people. Um, we're very, because we say booked out. So I would say the best place to go 
to start out is just go to virtualstagesecrets.com. I have a free ebook there. No sales whatsoever on there. I'm not going to sell you. So just go get that. It has everything we just mentioned in this talk in a PDF form. So you can get instant access to that. It's virtualstagesecrets.com. There is in the book and somewhere down the line, a link you'll eventually stumble upon that where you could talk to me on how we do this for people. But I just want to get to know you. I'm a very relational guy. Listen, I would love to hear who you serve, what your mission is. And ultimately, I just love helping people win. So, but that's where they can go. Got it. Virtualstagesecrets.com. Michael Tucker, thanks so much for joining me today. Dude, thanks for having me. That's a wrap on the conversation with Michael. If you want to learn more from him about these types of funnels, then check out that ebook he was talking about at virtualstagesecrets.com. If you want to find the links and show notes from today's episode, then for that, go to oc.show slash 217. And finally, I want to tell you about my weekly email newsletter. It's totally free. It's one actionable tip for course creators every Friday. It's called Jacques Journal, and you can opt in completely for free and get that every single week on Fridays. To do that, just head to the online course guy dot com and you'll see that opt-in right at the top once again totally free free tips to your inbox every friday so if you're not on that list make sure you're joining it to get those tips thanks again for listening don't forget to take action on what you've heard here today i'm rooting for you 